Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. It's up to McCaffrey. There he goes. It's a C-back This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Desmond Johnson, Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan here with you. Uh, two to, two uh, shows a week now as we're in season. Every Thursday, you'll catch our preview episode, which is right here. And we got a great one for you today. Uh, too soon. Is Matt Rule in the hot seat after week one of the 2022 NFL season? We'll chop that up. Uh, Panthers versus Browns, Sunday, 1 p.m. on Fox. We'll give you our preview and uh, keys to that game from each of us, plus predictions. And then uh, a new segment that we're going to roll out every Thursday, uh, tell them why you're mad. Uh, it's a way for us to flush whatever happened last week. doesn't necessarily have to be Panther-related, but it does have to be football-related, uh, NFL, college football, something that one of us saw uh, that just got us frustrated and angry. We'll get all that out, and we'll start off the show with that. But before we get into that, we need to get a word in from one of our sponsors at Bet Online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's B-L-E-A-V. Five zero to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts and where we start this Thursday and every Thursday going forward is our tell them why you're mad segment. And uh, guys, I think the three of us have stuff that we want to get off our chest from what we saw over the past <clears throat> week. So without further ado, we're going to tell you why we're mad. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. And we're gonna start off with Jonathan Stewart here. Stewart. Man, listen, listen, listen oh, here, oh, man. Get in there. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna yeah, tell, tell you. Why let mad, me son. tell you. Let me tell you, son. Son. <laughs> the Denver Broncos. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> you went right for it. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody. Let's ride. We got to let this man, <laughs> Russell Wilson, and Russ, we trust, 
let him ride. Let's rewind. You have 55 seconds on the clock. Okay? 55. Why are you taking 30 seconds to call a timeout? 30 seconds. Hmm. End of the game. That's what you didn't practice. You didn't do this in practice. Situational football. You a head coach, but you don't know situational football. Like, what's what's up, man? And the reason why I'm hot is because you got guys that bust their tail throughout a whole entire football game, getting beat up, and you on the sideline just picking your nose <laughs> when you got when you didn't pay Russell Wilson. Listen, you paid Russell Wilson two hundred and however million dollars, a lots of money, and I say a lot of money because it's a lot of money for you to go out there and win a football game, or at least give him the opportunity. You're, you as a head coach, you got to put your players in the best position to win a football game. He didn't do the job. So whatever he do this week, he better hope he he win, because <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm the, if I'm the owner, if I'm in, the, in that front office, you got some explaining to do. I know the, the coach is a rookie. And it's his first year. Nah, ain't no such like, thing as rookie. When when you in the professional football league, yeah. when you in NFL, the coaches tell the players, yeah, you were rookie when you got drafted. After you got drafted, you're a pro. You know the so, crazy the crazy thing, the reason why I dislike Russell Wilson so much is because he's so good at moving the chains when you least expect him to move the damn chains. Like I, yeah. I used to call him third and fourteen because it felt yeah. like that was his thing. He would get the third and fourteen, whatever play they ran in Seattle broke down. Wilson's running around in the backfield. Yeah. He'll chuck it to Doug Baldwin or somebody that's two yards beyond the pin and keep yeah. the drive going. Why would you pay him a quarter of a billion dollars? <laughs> I was listen, every time I watch Russell Wilson on, you know, a big game, big night, I'm always on my phone getting ready to text somebody. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. He's about to come back. He about to throw this touchdown Jesus bomb. Like, I mean, I was expecting something like that. That's what that. he does. That's, That's how what he, he does. does. Yeah. I mean, I know he don't play for the Seahawks no more, but hey, let's ride. Yeah, let him cook. Let Russ let him, cook. Let, the, let that man moves. cook, man. He got too much. He got too much money, man. He can he over there. Let that man cook some tomahawk steaks, man. A lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, coaches uh, getting second guess from decisions from this past Sunday. Uh, in the NFL in particular, there was a lot of weird calls that were going on uh, there. Skyler, tell them why you're mad, man. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Man, I, I've got to go to the college ranks, and I hate to do this because talking about West Virginia and not just West Virginia losing to Kansas, but overtime rules in college football are terrible. I don't understand it. It's something that's been needing to be changed for a long time. Why do you go the entire game having to go the, the entire length of the field? And then you get to overtime and you start the ball at the 25-yard line. Why? You're taking one section of the game and saying this is how you got to win the game. Red zone offense, red zone defense. That's how you have to win the game? Like That's how you're really determined game. This isn't the NHL shootout. Like, this is a real <laughs> freaking football game that you're trying to win. I, I hate the overtime rules. It has to be fixed. I don't know when it will be fixed. Probably never because it's all about player safety, and I don't understand that either. If these guys want to play in the professional ranks, they're going to have to be playing 17-plus games. They're going to have to go the full length of the field in overtime. Yep. So, I don't get it. 
Yeah, man. If you sign up to play football, you sign up to play football. Yeah. Deal with the other stuff later. Yeah. Throw yeah. the 20-yard line, you might as well be playing two-hand touch. Like, Right. I never yeah. understood those. I never understood why they did that in college football. Like, I just never understood what, okay, we're going to put you here. Because they do it in high school football, too, where they yeah. basically it's just goal line. You just start off right there. Almost, I guess, an attempt to to get the game over faster, but usually yeah. it prolongs the whole game. <laughs> you know? I don't really know why either. They need to just go ahead and just do the thing what they do in the pros, man. It's and standard. And even yeah. then. And even just, then there's some fluffiness there that's uh-huh. going on. Because they're they still gotta, kind of messing with it a little bit in the pros yeah. in terms of how they do it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good it's making it worse. They even put uh, a new rule in this year. I think it's after the second overtime. They do the alternate of – or they just alternate two-point tries. And I'm like – so you get one play, like. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. Buffalo Bills game last oh, year was man. it the Buffalo? Yeah, yeah Buffalo the city. Yeah, that had me hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even get a chance to touch the ball. Like, I feel like everyone in the world is a Buffalo Bills fan underneath their skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because half because you, is Panther. We're Panther people. Like, I oh, yeah. We're, inter- we're intertwined with Buffalo, so I kind of root for them. So I'm like, yeah. Panthers North. Yeah, Panthers North. Yeah, Panthers North. North. Yeah. North. Um, mine, I'll, I'll just uh, address the elephant in the room, and it's the uh, the fake spike from, from last week in this Carolina-Cleveland uh, game. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mess it. I'm going to tell you why we mess it. So um, I was cool with it when we did our episode on Monday. I'm like, all right, you know, I, I feel all right. But by the time I got off of that episode that we did and made the mistake of going back on Twitter and just kind of poking around, by, by yesterday, uh, I realized that we weren't the only ones that realized that the refs had made a mistake. Like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, they missed that call. But that was 10 yards and a – well, that was 10 – since I could run off and uh, a loss of down or whatever. No, it was 10 yeah. yards and something. It was bad. <laughs> it was going to be bad for Cleveland either way. It would have right. kept them in a field goal range. Uh, it wouldn't have been anywhere. They would have been like near midfield, right at midfield or right past it. And the fact that the ref, I was trying to find the audio before we started, but the thing that got me hot was somebody found the clip of the ref explaining it where he gets on the mic in front of Brian Burns and Brian Burns reaction is the funniest to all of this. Cause he's just standing at the ref, like with his hands out, like, dude, did you hear what you just said? Like literally yeah. <laughs> the ref is like, there's no penalty on the play. The player fake spiked the ball and then he spiked it. And then he just runs away. And you're like, that's the rule. <laughs> that's, you just said the rule out loud. Do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? What are you talking about? So then they trot out a guy and he kicks a 58-yard field goal. So it made it little – it's the first time in a long time where a loss for Carolina has marinated with me throughout the week. And I felt bad about it the further away from the game we've gotten. Usually it's the reverse. Usually, you know, you can kind of get away from it, look forward to the next week. I'm still lingering on, man, they could have won that football game. But the yeah, because Desmond, you Desmond on Monday, you was like, ah, I woke up not feeling too bad. Yeah. So like you <laughs> were like sitting the there like feeling pretty good, like a I fresh steak, fresh they... cut steak, and then you just <laughs> you let the salt. Then the salt came and just yeah. started tingling you. Start thinking you start about marinating it, marinating, and you start thinking about it. And now you hot. And and Twitter helped. The Twitterverse helped with all the. I mean, any Panther fans, they were just looking at, like, yeah, the refs messed up. Oh, that's a fake spike. Oh, look at him. He's looking at Amari Cooper. Like all this stuff that yeah. I didn't even catch the first time. And I'm like, you know what? They're right. They are completely and totally right. Yeah. So that's uh that's what I'm still mad about. Hopefully, I won't have to have a Panther one for next week. 
Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mess it. I'm gonna tell you why we mess it. So we'll have that every Thursday because there's always something that we can there, figure there's out. There's always anyway. something. Yeah, we'll 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 do our uh, player haters club every Thursday and tell you why we're mad. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, yeah. Too soon. Too soon. This week, the question is, is Matt Rule in the hot seat? I know Skyler. Skyler's been one of the – Skyler's gone through so many internet battles about this okay. dude with people on Facebook and Twitter – He'd write an article for Sports Illustrated telling everybody to chill and just would get beat down by people in Panther groups like, dude, this dude's horrible. He sucks. He don't know what he's doing. Did you guys see anything Sunday that made you kind of go, hmm, maybe we should <laughs> maybe we should seriously consider it. Now, to lay this out before I turn this over to y'all, I think he's still got, what, he's got like three years left on this deal? Uh, four. 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 This year. I have no idea what that buyout would be, but I would imagine it's got, it would have to be what, like forty million, thirty-five million, something like that. At this point, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a whole lot to pay a coach that's not coaching. Um, but I'll say, hey, Desmond, I'll just say this. Well, I mean, just think about this. David Tepper's got one hundred seventy million dollars worth of steel on the ground in South Carolina right now, not doing anything. That's true, and doesn't like he will. Like literally, started building a clubhouse and just abandoned it. Like yeah. he just. I mean, but his Tepper money is different money. Like, so we're sitting there saying that's a lot of money, but to him, that's like a trip to Burger King, I guess. So <laughs> I, 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 I will say, man, Matt Rule needs to win. That's, a, that's another too soon question. Is this a must-win game? Yes. I think every game is a must-win. That's a good answer. You know what I'm saying? Every game right. has to be that mentality. You can't just – tomorrow's not promised. You know what I'm saying? You get up every day, that sun's coming up. So regardless of what your situation is, the sun's coming up. Someone's out there trying to get that money. Some Someone's trying to come out there and get that win. Someone's trying to get to the Super Bowl. Like, who is it going to be? Is it going to be you? So every week is a must-win win. So that needs to be his mentality. That needs to be a sense of urgency. I'm not saying panic, but I'm saying you got to develop the culture and the mindset around there to win games. And I'm sure that's what they're doing. I mean, you got Baker Mayfield in there for a reason um, to, to really kind of get that thing rolling. You know, his energy level on offense, what I hope to see this year, this week, is, is, is some of that. But I'm not going to put him on the hot seat, but I hope that he's feeling some type of way about these losses. Like I said Tuesday, um, you know, the way that game started, it was terrible, right? I mean, everything that went wrong did go wrong or could go wrong went wrong. And as the game went on, I think things got a little bit better. The offense settled down. Like I said before, I think had that game been flipped where they came out to a hot start and kind of wore down and things went, you know, hit the fan, I think that'd be more concerning than the way things transpired where they figured things out and got better as the game went on. So, to me, I don't think he did anything or really anybody on this team did anything that would make you 
concerned or feeling panicked about heading into week two, mm-hmm. those things happen again where the, the slow starts become a theme. That's the problem. Right. But I think what we saw in the last, I don't know, what, 25, 30 minutes of the game, there's some promise there. So is this a must-win game? Like Jay Stu said, yes, 100%. Every game is. But, again, I, I know coaches and players, they don't want to look ahead. They want to focus on the game at, at, that's that's ahead of them. But you got to look ahead as a fan. Or as us just sitting here, we can look ahead. We, we don't have to worry about Sunday, right? Yeah, we yeah we out of that wheelhouse. I ain't got to worry about nothing. <laughs> Either way, we're going to be fine. Um, look ahead. There's three or four games after this week. I think my problem right now is that every Monday – when I wake up and I get on Twitter, my head coach is trending on Twitter. And it always makes me wonder, is this the day? Is this what it happened? Did it go down? <laughs> like, like every Monday, my man is trending on Twitter. And I'm like, we're not even winning football games. My man is trending every – and every time when I click it to go see what it is, it's fire mat roll, fire mat roll, fire mat roll. Like, literally, like, the Panther fan base is that it's wits in with this guy. And, yes, winning cures all ills. But he – I'm having an issue with – um, he tends to contradict himself like a lot. Uh, the one thing he said in the post game last week that was really bothered me. I probably should have put it and tell you why, man. But <laughs> he was talking about how um, this is a passing league. You need to pass to win football games. I, he was trying to explain why they had left Christian McCaffrey basically out of the uh, the offense in the first half and didn't really run the ball. That didn't really explain why Christian McCaffrey didn't touch the ball because the dude can catch the ball better than most wide receivers. So he still yes. wasn't getting targeted. So that didn't really explain it there. And then, Skylar, do you remember this last year uh, when McCaffrey was out and Rule was in the press conference saying that – I think it was the Minnesota game where he was saying that they wanted to run the ball like 30-something times a game. They want to be a run-first offense, defensive-minded, uh, smart, tough-nosed football team. And then for him to say – Sunday evening that they want to be a pass first basically football team completely contradict like what are you building like I can't figure out and you mentioned this uh on Monday Stu what is the identity of this team like I don't know do they want to be a run team they want to be a a pass team that Cleveland team that came in here on Sunday they are a run first defensive minded football team you know it from the first snap like what they are I don't know what we are. Do you guys have any idea? <laughs> I think what we got to realize is that, you know, Ben McAdoo, man, he's a West Coast offense, right? Yeah. What what we got to take into consideration in history, man, when he was with the Giants, he was run, he was passing the ball. You, they passed the ball majority of the time. Like, you know, I read somewhere Giants fans that was hating him for, for, for a little bit because they wasn't running the balls. Yeah, they're used to pounding the rock with a offensive yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, with the West Coast offense, the, the, the piece that you need is for your offensive line to gel. This was the first game for us. New, new starting quarterback. All these things that have to go hand in hand on the first game. As you see, we had a slow start. So I attribute that, you know, to our slow start that it's a West Coast offense. They're going to come out passing. Now, it's going to be a lot of, you know, short to mid-range throws, you know, trying to, you know, pick up pieces there and whatnot, making up for the run balance, right? But you got to make sure you put the hand, put the ball in the hands of Christian because he's your dog. DJ Moore's your dog. 
we got to figure that balance. I know you West Coast guy, but hey, sometimes you got to, you know, adjust. Get, adjust, you know, especially it, in a game like that. It kind of feels like they did at halftime because they started going more vertical down the field. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and now, granted, some of that was on Cleveland just messing up uh, secondary assignments. Yeah, uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, that's the weird part about that game. There was a lot of, um, what well, was a handful, about four or five plays that were beyond 20 yards for the Panthers. Uh, yeah. And we're not used to that. <laughs> in yeah. the, off at the past two years, we haven't really seen that. Um, now, granted, one of McCaffrey's long gains was on one of those uh, botch snaps that F-Line and uh, Baker were going through all day Sunday. Are either of you guys worried about that at all? Because there was an obscene amount of botch yeah. snaps on Sunday, like four or five of them. I've never seen that. I usually you see it in practice here and there, like just focus or, or whatnot. But um, I've never seen that, and I hope to not see it again. Yeah. And I'm sure that has been a point of emphasis. So I ain't even, even going to talk about it because I, ju- I don't want that bad juju yeah, yeah, we'll out there. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we do have a knack of bringing that upon them whenever we uh, we mention something like that on this episode. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, that, that game you are referencing last year, ironically, was actually the Giants game. John, so when, oh, and that was – they got stomped in that game, didn't they? Yeah. When he said they were going to go in there, run the ball 30, 35 times, and they just yeah. didn't. No. So, and I think they used the excuse that they got behind early or something like that. But I think the yeah. final was like 28-3 in the end, but they weren't like blowing them out the whole game. They just were dominating. They panicked. Yeah, they panicked and just started trying to throw it everywhere. But by that point, I don't even – who was quarterback? at that point <laughs> last well, year. It was Sam, and then he got yanked in the second for P.J. But right. you got to remember, that game for the longest time was like five to three. It was yeah, a yeah. it was a really yeah. weird game. Yeah, First down was nothing. That was one of Sam's worst games last year, if I remember. He had an awful day um, for P.J. to come in, you know, at that point. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and then, I, Maybe I'm just too old school, or maybe I'm just so used to the Panthers' identity – whether it's George Seifert, John Fox, Ron Rivera, the, the identity has remained the same. It's always been run, defense, you know, stop the run, run the ball. That's kind of been our thing. And whenever we get it right, like when we've got the personnel to do those things effectively, we're a playoff football team. We're a playoff franchise. I don't know if they've set that with the Matt Rule era yet. And some of it's because he hadn't had McCaffrey. But like Sunday makes me wonder, well, what if he had McCaffrey? Like, I mean, he had him, he had him fresh hundred percent. He's never going to be healthier than he was on Sunday for the yeah. rest of the year. You know, <laughs> he didn't use him. Like he's just standing back there and they're asking him questions in the press conference. And McCaffrey's just kind of trying to be civil and say the right thing. But you can see the gears in his head. Like, why wasn't I being used? Like, like he's not used to not getting the ball like that. Yeah. You know, like it's one thing to prove you can move the ball without McCaffrey. I think it's kind of dumb to try to do it intentionally. (laughs) It's very dumb to do it intentionally. And one thing I have to say is we want you to showcase your players, but do it in a way that involves strategy. Yeah. Read the room. Read the field. What are your players doing? What's working and what's not? Don't force the issue. Um, You know, it seemed like, you know, McAdoo, like I said, West Coast offense. He got a quarterback. We're going to throw that thing. That's his mentality. So someone, someone needs to address that. Yeah, so it might not have been early and often. It might not have been a good idea to start the game off like that when you're going up against a, a defensive line that's got two pass rushers on it, Damian Clowney and Miles Garrett, and Garrett's getting guarded by your rookie first round left tackle who's starting his first NFL game 
and he's getting thrown in the deep. I don't even think they really helped him. They didn't really help Icky that much at all from what I saw. Like they just left him out there on an island, no yeah. chips or nothing. So he came around. Um, I saw McCaffrey get it a couple of times. Yeah. McCaffrey's really good at that, uh, picking yeah. up the blitz or whatnot. Um, but for the most part, Icky was out there alone, and I think Garrett had two sacks, uh, just disrupted all day. You could tell Baker was flustered. Um, the good thing is I don't think we'll see a, uh, a pass rush duo like that the rest of the year. Like, I can't think of another team we play that's going to be able to apply that kind of pressure that Cleveland did. And I can't think of a team that's going to run the ball, like dedicate to the, the run like Cleveland does. Maybe the Giants. Uh, the Buccaneers could. I could see the Buccaneers. Maybe the Bucs. Maybe the Bucs so Because um, the, Buccaneers, the Buccaneers be playing smart football. They hey. do. I feel like Tom Brady's the offensive coordinator. Like I feel yeah. like he's the one that's like <laughs> literally drawing the plays like yeah. in the dirt in the Tom uh, Tom be like, Oh, I got sacked. Hey, uh my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you I'm want not, me to play next week? Yeah, we ain't doing this. We're running the ball. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing this ball, regardless of where it goes, is coming out my hands in two seconds. Like yes. it's it's gone. <laughs> um, let's get to uh the game here. Sunday, one PM on Fox, Carolina Panthers taking on the Cleveland Browns. Or, or not the Browns, excuse me, the New York Giants. I wrote down the Browns. I'm still thinking that man, the still, he's yeah, still, man, I'm he, stuck. He's still stuck in the <laughs> he's still stuck in the past, man. Hey, everybody take a deep back. Hey, everybody take a deep breath. Giants. I'm writing it down. Giants. Run it back for you. Panthers versus New York Giants. Uh 1 p.m. on Fox. Keys to this game. Let's just go around real quick. What's the biggest key to this game for a Panthers victory in your mind, Stu? The well, biggest key one, is yeah, to, one thing. The one thing uh, would be stop the run. Pretty basic, Period. effective, yeah. <laughs> Sa- Saquon Barkley, man, I mean, he's one of the most electrifying runners that we'll see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he can take it the distance at any point in time. Um, high football IQ. You know, I played with him for a year, his rookie year. Um, his passion for football is out of this world. So if you have the mindset, you know, with the Panthers defense, we got to stop that guy. That's the guy that this team like runs with. If, if Saquon goes, the team goes the energy level. So if you stop that, you stop the run game, the energy level might not always be there. You know, make Daniel Jones. I mean, it's really the same. In my mind, it's the same thing as the Cleveland Browns. We just gotta, we just gotta go in and actually execute, uh, stop the run, and do our thing on offense. Skyler, tackle. Um, <laughs> it's I mean, so basic this week. <laughs> how, how many missed tackles did they have last week? Eighteen, and he equated for like 190 yards. So, you know, a, a lot of it comes in with it's you know their angles, pursuit. Um, Fitting, Gap, gap, fitting right? gaps. Yeah. yeah. They got a gang tackle again. They got to get back to what they were doing last year and not just one dude, but like three or four dudes meet the guy at the ball. Yeah. I mean, fitting gaps was a problem they had a lot last year. And I don't know what the, the problem is. It seems to be still an existing thing. You can kind of saw it in the preseason a little bit too. Um, but I think you just got to, you got to have more guys around the ball too. If you got, if you got Nick Chubb one on one with a corner or you got Saquon Barkley one on one with a safety. Uh, I don't know if you like your chances there, or even even on a linebacker. I mean, you've got to have two, three guys flocking to the ball, and they didn't do that a lot on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we've already we've touched on it in this episode. Well, I'm just going to keep it simple, too. Use your best player. 
<laughs> use your best player. Christian McCaffrey is, I've said it on this podcast, he's one of the top five players in the NFL, period, when he's healthy. He's what, 26, 27? He's in his prime right now. What are you saving him for? Like, stop being worried about him getting hurt. Stop yeah. being worried about what everybody else is saying. Take the bubble wrap off and work this dude. Like, yeah. he's, I mean, it's not like he's wore out. He hadn't played in two years. Like, he should be ready to rock and roll. Like, and, and kind of looking at his expressions in that post game, I kind of feel like he was thinking in his head, like, I'm fresh. Like, yeah. coach, give me the ball. I'll, I'll do whatever y'all need me to do. But I want to see I – th- I think McCaffrey has to touch the ball 25 times in this game. Uh, some kind of combo run, uh, receptions. He needs 25 touches in this game. Uh, for the for, for the Panthers to control the clock, which is something I'm wanting them to do, uh, yeah. especially they're going to do this West Coast offense thing. They got to mix in some something to move these chains, and you've got the ultimate chain mover in McCaffrey. Like, yeah. it's rare for you, uh, Stu. You could probably attest to this. It's rare for a, a opposing team each week to have to key in on one player that they have to stop. Uh, mm-hmm. Most teams don't have a player like that, and yeah. we do. We have yeah. a player that the other team's defense is like, okay. What do we do with McCaffrey? What happens if he rolls out and he lines up in the slot? What do we do if they run this? What if they, what if he gets behind? Like, what are we doing? Are we going to shadow him? Are we going to do that? Like, they're, they're planning for one guy. That takes up time in the yeah. week to plan for. And we don't, we didn't use that accordingly last week, in my opinion. Our best weapon needs to be used. So, what do we got here? Our keys to the game um, run the football, tackle. <laughs> Use your best player. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's literally where we are for our Panthers. Yeah. Like, yeah, we are at Pee Wee football level. Do these three things, and good things should potentially happen for the Panthers. If we don't tackle, run the ball, and give it to our best dude, bad things will probably happen. Yeah, uh, I think also I also think one thing too, like our I think our D our DBs this week have to be opportunistic. Mm. They have to be fundamentally sound because this is a game where you can actually get an interception, have a have get you know get a a strip fumble, whatever it is. Like this is an opportunistic game. This is one of those types of games. Yeah, like Daniel the Giants can be had. I feel like you yeah. can ravel him. Yeah, you uh, can ravel him. Get him like defensive line. Got to get in his face, hands up while he's in the pocket, um, and you got to contain him too because. He can run, right? So, he got some wheels. Like people don't talk about. They always talk about the um, was it last year when he had the run? It was like seventy yards, and he like tripped over his feet like at the end, didn't get in the end yeah. zone or something. Was that last year, year before? But I mean, he was like a good five, ten yards ahead of yeah. <laughs> the defense at that point. You got to keep money. He had to run through them, so he, yeah. he literally took off. And I think the defense, whoever they were playing that day, just didn't realize he could take off. Please don't, don't let that happen. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't have to do anything special, defensive coordinator. Just Mm-mm. make him make the mistakes. I want to see this defense. Uh it was a little disheartening because I mean that was the thing we hung our hat on last year was the defense was solid from uh really they got better as the year went on, but they were pretty solid all year and were hovering around hovering around second, third, and overall yards uh allowed right there with Buffalo, like for most of the year. And I didn't feel that last Sunday. Now, granted, a lot of that had to do with the team we were playing against and what they were doing. They did keep Jacoby Brissett kind of contained in the passing game. I don't believe. I think he threw for like 185 yards or something like that. But some of that might have been Cleveland's design. Uh, so I want to see this defense impose their will uh, against the Giants this week. 
we saw the offense and defensive lines for Cleveland control that game. Uh, Carolina's got to do the same thing this week. The offensive line, the defensive line, they need to come out early and punch people in the face because once they started getting pushed back in that first half, it took them a whole half to kind of start fighting back. We can't wait. We can't start slow. We got to go fast, especially on the road. We got to do this thing, get yeah. it popping and going. Um, there's a lot of guys on the team lost that game last year too. So Stack the box and make Danny Dimes beat you. Yep. We got yeah. the secondary to handle it if they stack the box. So I feel like the secondary is our strongest group, like position room. So Is that his name, Danny, Danny like, Dimes? Danny Dimes? That's what they – Call him. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they call him. I Danny think they called him that coming out of college, too. I think it's just – I but, never it, but – Hey, I mean, Sam had the, the slinging Sammy nickname last year. Okay. Slinging well, Sammy. Hopefully, hopefully we in quarters or something and Danny Dimes throws us a pick. <laughs> yeah, please. Let me see uh, uh, head back. C.J. Henderson, make up for last week and get me, a, uh, get me an interception, dude. Like, yeah, we, man. We need one. Yeah. So uh, – <laughs> We'll, we can't we'll get see, that money, baby. We'll see if this hot seat for Matt Rule, this hot seat for Matt Rule gets any hotter. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. on Fox, the Panthers taking on the New York Giants. Week two of the NFL season. We'll be back Monday of next week to recap that game, uh, give you our analysis of that. You can catch our episodes on the Believe Podcast Network on the Series XM app. There's an app, or excuse me, there's a show for all 32 NFL teams. Uh, each of them have a former player of that team on it. We're blessed to have Stu with us uh, this season. If you if you want to listen to some of those other uh, shows, you can do that on the Believe Podcast Network or on SiriusXM. So for Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, I'm Desmond Johnson. Hopefully we'll be celebrating Panther Victory Monday uh, here in a few days. But until then, keep pounding. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.